Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. We have been talking for quite a number of weeks now about freedom from worry. I started covering last week 10 ways to live the worry-free life. Now we're going to continue with this here tonight, but what I want to do, guys, is I want to take some time and really take this entire message, this entire sermon here tonight, to focus on the fourth key. If you guys remember last week, we were covering the first um, the first uh, three. So, uh, so tonight we want to get into uh, number four. Uh, number four, yeah, just checking to make sure it is number four. Praise God. And so we want to really kind of cover this here tonight because this is going to be very powerful. And I really believe that uh, when you get a hold of this, it's, it's really going to enable you to truly live in this way, in this world where you are free from, you know, the fear of, of the world. You're, you're free from, from the worry of the world. Now, guys, one thing I want to mention again from the outset here tonight is that there are always going to be plenty of reasons that you and I could be worried. There's some crazy stuff going on in the world, some, some, some pretty tragic stuff, guys, but I want you to understand that you as a born-again believer, you don't want to fall into this trap now where you are going through life worried and concerned. You want to, you want to realize that you have an, that you have the ability to, to live worry free. Now, I want to just recap real quick here what we went over. And I want to start here in Matthew chapter 6 in verse um, 25. I'm going to read this in the NLT and then shift over into the King James here in just a bit. But I want you to just really kind of remember some things that Jesus was saying here in Matthew 6, 25. And notice what he says. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. And so Jesus himself is telling you right now to not worry about everyday life. He goes on to say, whether you have enough food and drink and enough clothes to wear. And he says, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Verse 26, he says, look at the birds. Stop right there. Notice once again, guys, this is about focus. You say, well, Alex, how can I live a worry-free life? Well, it comes down to your focus. And so Jesus is saying, take your attention from these everyday concerns. Now, when he says that, of course, guys, we're not talking about that you're not going to meet your responsibilities. Of course, you're going to do what you got to do. But what we're saying is that you're going to go through life in a way where you are not consumed by worry. And so he says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And he goes on to say, aren't you more valuable to God than birds, than they are? And remember, guys, this was our first key that we covered last week. And so, number one uh, of, of uh, 10 ways to live a worry-free life, number one is you want to realize that you are valuable to God. You see, you want to understand that you are valuable to God is, is the first key. Verse 27, he says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And so, we took out of this verse, guys the second key last week and by the way I'm not going to really get into these right now so if you haven't heard that sermon go back and check that out last week's midweek Bible study and uh, you know we, we talk in more detail about these on there but the second key that we extracted here guys was that worry is a useless activity 
Worry is actually a useless activity. You don't ever accomplish anything productive by being worried. I want you to remember that. I want you to understand no matter what it is, if you're worried about your kids, for example, you're not going to be helping your kids by being worried about your kids. We're going to cover today what you can do instead. And so recognize that worry is a useless activity. He says in verse 28, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Verse 29, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30, he says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and are thrown into the fire tomorrow, he certainly will care for you. And he says, why do, do you have so little faith? This was our, our third key. It was from this verse. And we said, you want to be recognizing, this is number three, recognize that God cares for for you. And God caring for you, you want to understand that what that means is that you can trust God to provide for you. The literal translation is that God clothes the lilies of the field. And so he clothes you. He provides you with whatever it is that is necessary. And so now let's get into key number four here tonight, which, which is uh, verse 31. He says in verse 31, so don't worry about these things saying. If you have your Bible, I want you to underline saying. He says, don't worry about these things saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And so we're talking about saying here, and that is key number four. That's what I want to talk to you tonight about is the fourth way to live a worry-free life is this, guys. It is begin to speak God's word. Man, you want to begin, if you're not already doing it, to speak God's word. Another way that you can look at this is, and another way that we could call this is take authority over worry by speaking the word of God. Praise God. I want you to really catch that. Take authority. You can take authority over worry. How? By speaking the word of God. Jesus says, don't worry about these things saying. Now, I want to switch over to the King James, and I want to show you how he words it here in the King James, verse 31. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, he says, Therefore, take no thought. Take notice of that expression. Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? And so, what I want you to notice is, is that the way that you take a thought is by saying it. And so, in other words, here's what we're getting at, is thoughts of worry might come. You, you may have a thought of worry that comes to you, but now what you can do is you can take that thought as in you can accept that thought or watch this, because remember, you have authority and dominion over your mind. Amen. You're not your mind. You have a mind. So you don't have to accept every thought that comes to you. And so you can actually, instead of taking a thought, you can reject a thought. We're going to be talking about casting down a thought. Now, how do you take a thought? Well, you take a thought, you accept a thought, guys, by saying it out loud. You see, you, you, you take a thought by saying it out loud. Now, listen to this again. We defined worry as negative meditation. We were sharing with you that worry at its core is a condition of the mind. You see, you're always worried about something that hasn't happened yet. And so, worry is the result of an uncontrolled mind. 
It is a mind that has been conditioned to react to life rather than respond to life. You see, when you're just reacting to life, then you're going to go around worried. That's just a matter of fact, because the world is, is just that. That's how the world is, man. It's going to give you a lot of reasons to be worried. If, you're, if all you're doing is reacting to life, you're going to be worried. But watch this. Rather than just reacting to life, what you can do is you can respond to life. Now, when we're, the difference between reacting and responding is reacting is like a reflex. It's automatic. Whereas responding is, man, I have a choice here. You see, reacting is you just take every thought that comes to you. And the way you take it is you're going to speak it eventually. Because, guys, I'm, 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 I'm going to get to this tonight that if you're worried you want to notice what you're saying because chances are if you're if you're you know always worried probably which what's coming out of your mouth is is kind of in alignment with with you know worry <laughs> you see and so rather than just taking a thought and saying these fear-based thoughts what you can do is you can rather than react you can respond glory to god and when you respond, you have the ability to reject that thought, you see. You see, you don't have to believe every thought that comes to you, child of God, <laughs> you see. And we shared with you also that when we react to life, what happens is we are simply a thermometer. In other words, all we do is we take the temperature. All we do is, hey, there's a fear-based atmosphere here. And so, man, I'm going to walk around being afraid. That's a ther thermometer. Now... Instead, what you can do is you can respond and then you become a thermostat. Now, when you are a thermostat, what happens is you're not just reacting to the atmosphere that's around you. Glory to God. No, what you can do is you can actually begin to set the atmosphere. In other words, you can come into a room and you can lift the atmosphere simply because you're there. And really what it is, it's not you doing it. Glory to God. It is the presence of God that is going with you into that room. You see, you want to get free from worry. Well, you got to be in the presence of God. Now, you you're always in the presence of God. And so what we mean by that is you want to become you want to become focused on his presence. You want to remember that God is with you no matter where you go. And so all of this, of course, involves setting the mind and keeping it set. We were sharing about this also. Now, one way, guys, that we take charge over our thinking, one way that we set the mind is through our spoken words. And so let me ask you this question here tonight, child of God. What are you saying? What are you speaking? What have you been confessing over your life? If, if I was following you throughout the day, <laughs> what would I be hearing you say? Is it words that reflect negativity? Is it words that reflect maybe cynicism or doubt or unbelief? I want you to be honest now. And of course, there's no condemnation, but if we have not been speaking words that are in alignment with the Word of God, we want to simply notice that, and what we want to do, guys, is we want to make some changes. Now, this is a very fundamental truth, but the fact of the matter is that oftentimes it's the very basics, it's the very fundamental, simplistic things, guys, that we can let slip so easily. I was reminded of this in my own life, you know, uh, where I, I realized, man, you know, it's like a, I, will, I almost take this for granted to the point where 
you know, I, I realized I hadn't really been putting as much emphasis on what I was saying for some time. And so I just recently started doing that again, guys. And it is so powerful. You just say the Word of God. You just speak the Word of God. It is very powerful. Now, I want to take some time here tonight and really kind of explore this in Scripture. So flip with me over to Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 36 and 37. And I want you to really see the power of your spoken word. The power of your spoken word. Now notice what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. And he says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Stop right there. Sounds to me like your words are a pretty big deal, man. <laughs> You know, you can't look at scripture and say, well, Alex, I don't know if this is really true. Alex, this is just words. It's just stuff I'm saying. Hold on. I think Jesus looks at this a little bit differently. He says that we're going to give account for every idle word that we say. Now, what is an idle word? Idle words, guys, is what's coming out of our mouth throughout the day. You see, you can, you can be someone who speaks the Word of God, and so maybe in the morning you have some time, you begin your day, you make confessions of faith, that's great, we want to do that, but you see, your idle words is the stuff that you're saying throughout the day. You know, are you speaking faith during your devotional time in the morning, and then throughout the day you're speaking unbelief? Are you speaking negativity? Are you someone who's criticizing people a lot? Well, hold on. You know, it's idle words is the words that we say where we don't really think much about it. It's just stuff that comes out of our mouth. Now, this is huge. This is huge. Now, verse 37, he says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Now, what is he saying here? This is not only just talking about, you know, um, you know, giving an account to God, uh, ultimately, at the, at the end of your life. No, what it's talking about is, is all throughout the day. You know, if you're, if you're speaking negativity, what you're doing is you're really condemning yourself by your words, you see. But if you're speaking words of faith, if you're speaking words that are in agreement with what God says about you in Christ, well, what you're doing is you're justified by your words, you see. And so this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And so what we want to do, guys, we were sharing with you throughout this series that what we want to do is we want to be intentional thinkers. But watch this now. We've been talking a lot about the mind in this series, right? Now what we're going to do tonight, guys, is we're going to bring in our spoken word and we're going to be intentional thinkers, man. But what we're also going to be is we're going to be intentional speakers, glory to God. You see, you want to be someone who speaks faith. You want to be someone who speaks possibility. You want to be, be someone who declares the word of God. Something going on with your kids rather than you being worried about your kids, glory to God. You want to start speaking the word of God over your children, you see. Word Words are very powerful, guys. Words are extremely powerful. Now, as we like to do when we teach these things, guys, we want to be very specific. <laughs> we want to be very specific. And so, what is our definition? We're going to give you now a, a definition, a biblical definition of, of words. What are spoken words? What is words? What are words, guys? And so, you want to write this down. Here's our definition of words. Words are expressions of, and they give life to what is in our hearts. I'm going to say it again. Words, things we say throughout the day, what they are is they're expressions of, and they give life 
to what is in our hearts. Your words are going to express what's in your heart. You see, something's in your heart. In fact, you want to understand that what is, whatever is in your heart in abundance is what's going to come out of your mouth. In fact, Jesus says in the same passage here, if you go, if you back up to verse 34, he says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so words are expressions of what's already in my heart. But not only that, guys, words are actually going to give life to what's in your heart. You guys ever notice that, you know, you can think something for a long time, but it, but there's something that changes once you actually start speaking it out. Glory to God. There's something profound that happens when you begin to speak the word rather than just thinking the word. In the same way, you can see that words are an expression of what's in your heart by simply having this experience, guys. Has anybody ever had that experience where you've been thinking about something for so long, you've been focusing on something so long, you know, it's really kind of been in your heart. Well, what happens is, is sooner or later, you just have to say it. <laughs> you know, ever been in a, in a position where you, where you felt like, man, I, I can't help myself. I just got to say this. <laughs> and sometimes, guys, it's negative stuff. You know, sometimes somebody's kind of getting on your nerves, you know, you know what I'm saying, man? And, 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 and you can't, you can't help it, man. You just got to give them a piece of your mind. <laughs> you just got to say something. Well, hold on. What that is, guys, is that's something that's in your heart. You see, it's, it's something that's in your heart that wants to come out, that wants to, that, that, that wants to have expression in your life. And the way that you express what's in your heart is through your words. And so words are very powerful. The enemy will always try to get us to speak words of doubt. Satan is going to get you try to, to get you to try to speak words of fear. He's going to try to get you to speak words of negativity and cynicism. And he's going to try to get you to criticize people. Uh, one thing the enemy loves is gossip. He's going to get you. He's going to get you to try to participate in gossip. <laughs> okay, you as a born again believer, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You see, you want to speak words of life, guys. You want to speak words of life. And one thing the enemy also loves to do is he loves to attack this truth and he tries to get people to think that there's really no power in your words. But may I remind you tonight, child of God, your words are powerful. Look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Let's flip over to that real fast. And guys, this uh, is so huge, actually, that I think we might need next week on this too. So we might be covering this here to this week and next week as well, depending on how far we're going to get here before we're already out of time. Praise God. <laughs> and so Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, notice what he says. And really catch this now. He says, you are snared with the words of your mouth. You are taken with the words of your mouth. You're snared by the words of your mouth. To be snared is it's like setting a trap. You see, sometimes we dig a ditch in our lives, guys, simply by speaking the wrong kind of words, by speaking negativity. Another way you can say it is you're hung by the tongue, okay? <laughs> a lot of people are hung by their tongue, you see. And so we don't want to do that. We want to take charge over what we are speaking, you see. We want to take, take charge over what we're speaking. And so how do we do this? And what it comes down to, of course, is we're talking about freedom from worry. You say, well, Alex, I got these worried thoughts in, in, my, in my heart. I'm, I'm, in my heart, I'm worried. You know, my mind is cluttered with these thoughts of, 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 of worry. Well, Alex, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens, Alex? 
And guys, remember, we're not putting down the challenges that we're facing, but what we want to give you here, child of God, is we want to give you some tools that are going to enable you to, uh, to walk in the victory that Jesus Christ has already made available to you. And so what do you do when those fear-based thoughts come? What do you do when you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you're, you're worried? You know, it's just your mind. It's just, it's just running on autopilot and you're worried. Well, one thing that you can do is you can begin to speak the word of God. You see, you want to begin to speak the word of God. You want to begin to speak the word of God. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 6. I want you to see that faith, faith, when we speak faith, I want you to see we speak faith and I want you to understand that faith speaks, guys. Faith speaks. And this is such, again, I got to say, a very simplistic principle because when you're speaking the word, man, you're not trying to make anything happen. You're just saying it. You're just saying it. And what you're doing is you're hearing yourself saying it. You see, you say, man, I'm blessed no matter what's going on in your life. I'm, I'm a very blessed man. I'm a very blessed woman. You say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You say, Father, I thank you that, that I already have what I need. Lord, I thank you that you provide my every need. And as you're saying it, you're, you're hearing yourself saying it. And guys, what did the Bible say? May I remind you, child of God, the Bible said, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And so notice what he says here in Romans chapter 6, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 6. He says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Stop right there. So notice, the righteousness which is of faith. What is that talking about? That's talking about you and me. That's talking about people who are righteous, not by their works. We're righteous because of our faith in Jesus. And so you and I, we are the righteousness which is of faith. And notice, guys, the Bible says we have a certain way of speaking. He says, the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. He says, say not in thine heart. Take note, there's, you can say something in your heart or you can say it out loud. In fact, when you say it in your heart, that's your thoughts. And we're going to define that in just a moment for you. That's your thoughts. Saying it in your heart is your thoughts. And saying it out loud, that is spoken words. And so he says, Say not in thine heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down from above. Verse 7, Or who shall descend into the deep? That is, bring Christ up again from the dead. Now in context, he's talking about uh, people who are trying to, you know, work to be, to, to, be, to be saved, work to be righteous, or, you know, who are, who are trusting in their own works. And so look at verse 8. He says, but what saith it? What, what is he talking about? Well, context, what saith the righteousness which is of faith? And so what are you and I saying, guys? Notice what he says. He says, the word is near you. Notice this. The word is even in your mouth and it's in your heart. Notice it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. In your heart, that's your thoughts. In your mouth is your spoken words. Another way that you cannot define your thoughts is that your thoughts, guys, catch this now, your thoughts are words in seed form. 
glory be to God. <laughs> you see, you see your 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 thoughts. They're they're words in seed form. And so the more you think a, a thought, like we said earlier, sooner or later you're going to feel compelled to say it out loud because your thoughts those are seeds. They're, they're, that's 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 the word in seed form. And so he says the word the word of God. That is, it's in your mouth and in your heart. And here, notice this. He says that is the word of faith which we preach. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.